guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and you know the drill, I remain your online Agile coach. Now in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the evolution of Agile. I kickstarted a Scrum Mastery series last week, and the first module was focused on traditional project management. And first of all, I think it's important for me to actually even talk about this series. Now, this series is really focused on individuals who are looking to get into the Scrum Master world, and they really need information. I noticed that we don't have so many information out there. So I felt that this series would kind of guide them through where they have several you know, videos and podcasts that they can listen to, to help with your knowledge. So hopefully you guys find this series extremely helpful, but I like to share that I noticed that my first episode on this series had very low views. I don't know, maybe because you guys saw project management, you guys were not interested. I don't know what the drill is, but understanding traditional project management is extremely important, whether you like it or not. I still work and I know that many of the organizations still use traditional ways to run their project. It's a given fact. So whether you choose to learn, whether you choose not to, it's entirely up to you. But that doesn't change the fact that when you work for those big organizations, they are still using traditional processes in some of their projects. And you may be assigned to one of those projects. And at that time, you will start looking for my video. But anyways, I forgive all of you that refused to watch my video last week. I think that the topic was a ton off. But anyways, we'll see what today's topic is all about. So today, I really want to talk about the evolution of Agile. So how did Agile even come to be? Now, that is the reason why I started from traditional projects management, so that you're able to understand the processes, the practices, and the things that we used to do before now, many of you just know about Agile. You guys don't know what happened before Agile. How are organizations running projects, right? And that's why you need to go back and watch the first module on this series, because then I kind of introduce you to project management and how we basically run projects. But anyway, let's fast forward to Agile. So somewhere in the 1900s, right? This is story time. You know, at this time, many organizations were beginning to use technology in the way they work and their processes. And we had this crisis that was called the application development crisis. This was really a time where when an organization kind of decides to maybe um, validate an idea and implement an idea from the time that they say, you know what, let's go ahead and execute this project or implement on this project up until when that project goes live. It usually took up somewhere around two to three years. So let's say we are in year 2023, we want to kick off a project, like a big complex project. Many times it'll take us about a year, two to three years to do it. And we live in this world right now where everything is fast, information is fast, things are constantly changing. As consumers, we're constantly changing our minds as a new thing in town. And so imagine that as an organization, I kick off and say, you know what? I want to build this new app that the world needs. You know, it's going to make the world a better place. And then, you know, we go off, we approve the project and we start working, traditional way of working. Three years down the line, we are done with our project. Guess what? That project is no longer relevant or rather the output of that project is no longer relevant because the world has changed. What we thought was required or needed three years ago 
is no longer relevant. And even right now, we can see with the likes of, you know, the applications that we have, you know, there was a time when, you know, an application was in town, everybody was using it. All of a sudden, something else came out and now everybody's using it. And right now we have chat GPT that is trying to take all our jobs like, you know, I see all over the internet. So things are always changing and there's always something happening. And so this is really the time when this thing's kicked off. And so we knew we had a problem because we can't keep, you know, building projects that are no longer relevant. It's a lot of money that organizations are wasting, right? We spend, you know, millions of dollars in this project only for us to realize that it's no longer needed. You know, the minds of these consumers have changed. Maybe a competition came out with something better. And now we have to go back to the drawing board and change the way things were running. So really that was something, you know, that happened at this time. And that's really what gave back to, you know, Agile. And so we were really frustrated at this point in time. Those really long lead times, we had to plan everything up front. There was little room for us to change on our plans. Even if we saw that the market was changing, it was super expensive for us to change the way we plan. Because if you watched my video, I shared how we plan. We had this waterfall process where we will first initiate the project. We will plan, then we would implement, we would review, and then we will close. All of that was not working in the 1900s. You know, we were getting, you know, technologically advanced and it became really difficult for us to be able to manage our projects. And so we needed something different. And that's how Agile came about. We needed something that was more timely, something that was more responsive. We needed a simple way to build software. And so Agile kicked off from software, right? It was a software industry that was really feeling these frustrations because building technology is quite different from building a house, right? We had a lot of things that were unknown. We didn't know how these consumers were going to react with the system. And so it was so difficult for us to still use this traditional way of working to build software. So at that time, speaking on behalf of those people, right? They needed a way of working that required less processes and less documentation and all of that upfront planning that we would do in this traditional way of working. So we really needed to have an alternative. And that's what really led to, you know, the leaders, you know, to come together as we figure out like, how can we work differently? What can we do differently? And their goal at that point in time was, how can we quickly build software and get it into the hands of the users? That was their goal. They needed something that had quicker feedback time, something that enabled users to see the benefit and provide them feedback. That is how Agile came about. All of these frustrations was what led all the like-minded professionals who then went to this snowbird meeting that you hear about that happened in Utah in 2001. And that was what gave back to the Agile Manifesto. So before the Agile Manifesto, several of these leaders had already started to kind of figure out a different way of working. And so different things was working for them. And so they came together to kind of check up on how are you working? How are you doing things differently? How is that going for you? And that kind of stuff. And so they came together. And so in areas and concepts that they could agree on was what they agreed on. And that's what really gave back to the Agile Manifesto. So now I hope that you're able to see the transition of how we used to work before and what really gave back to Agile. Why did we suddenly, you know, find Agile to be an alternative to our way of working, right? So now, 
here we are. There's a new concept called Agile. Now, what is Agile? Agile has so many definitions, but the way I would like to define it is this. Agile is basically a set of principles, statement of values, techniques, and practices for iterative and incremental product delivery. So when it comes to agile, you know, it's really more like a mindset. There are certain principles that we use. There's a value that we follow. There are techniques and practices that helps us to iteratively and incrementally build our product. And another way I would like to define agile is really our ability to create and respond to change. You know, when you look at the word of agile, it really means flexible, being flexible, being able to adapt, being able to change. And the traditional way of working did not give us the ability to be able to change. We had to, you know, we're more robotic. Follow this process, follow this process, follow this process. I'm sure my viewers are like, girl, what's going on with you today? Today, I am happy. <laughs> I am in a good mood. And I'm like, I'm going to bring my mood to the video. You know, oh, what can no play? You know, makes, makes Yinka a boring girl. So, hey. Let's do this, right? So Agile is really just your ability to create and respond to change. So there are really going to be, you know, several changes that we're going to face in the marketplace. You know, users, their minds are constantly changing. We have competition that we're dealing with that bringing out different products. As an organization, how do I respond to that change? Or how do I even create the change? How do I go disrupt the economy with my product and leave the rest of the organizations that are in my industry irrelevant. That is what Agile can allow you to do. So now, what are some of the benefits of Agile? Agile provides us the opportunity to deliver solutions faster because the way we work is so flexible that we're able to get solutions into the hands of our customers much faster. Agile allows us to meet the end user's needs. We're so focused on the customer that we're only thinking about the customer. What does the customer want? Our goal is to satisfy the customer, and that's what we are focused on. With Agile, we're able to deliver quality codes because we're also focused on the customer. We're focused on the work that we're doing, and it allows us to build quality code. With Agile, we're also able to eliminate waste because we focus on what is important to the customer. So we just don't build things for the sake of building things. Does the customer want this thing? Does the customer find this thing relevant? And that is how we go ahead and build it. Now, let me just check that my audio is on because for the last two videos, I will record and then my video will be off. And I'm not about to do that because I feel like I'm, I'm like 11 minutes in. So let me just check on my audio so that I know that we are all on the same page. Looks like audio is fine. So yes, we can go ahead. Now, another benefit of Agile is that as an organization, you're able to gain competitive advantage because of the way you work. So imagine if there are two organizations, one is working in an agile way, is able to deliver you know, value much faster. And another person is working in a robotic way, you know, traditional way. I think that should be the new name, robotic way of working. <laughs> you know, it's much easier for me to be able to deliver value because I am building in smaller increments. So I'm able to get value into the hands of the customers much quicker. So I am able to gain competitive advantage over the next organization who is working in a traditional way. And that's why you see a lot of organizations today trying to be agile because, hey, my competition is trying to be agile. They're working in an agile way. They're launching products much faster. So I got to do something about it. Otherwise, I am going to be left behind. Okay? Now, 
I want to keep today's video short, so I do not want to talk about principles in today's video because I want to kind of like dissect it one after the other. So I think the next video is really going to be focused about, you know, the Agile Manifesto. But I think I still have some time. So let me go ahead and talk about the Agile values. And then the next video, we're going to really focus on the 12 principles. Now, Agile has four values. And I'm sure some of you who are not very new to Agile may have heard about it, right? Now, the four values are individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Many times people read these things and they don't really know the reason behind it. And that is why it's important for you to go back and watch the first episode in this series where I talk about project management, because it makes sense when you now start going deeper into Agile. What is individuals and interactions over processes and tools? In the traditional way of working, we focused heavily on processes and tools. I told y'all in that video, in that episode, that we have over 40 processes or thereabout. I can't even remember. But there's a lot of processes when it comes to the traditional way of working. You know, each process group has several inputs and output. There are several things you've got to do. And, you know, working that way means that you have to know so much. There's a lot of tools you have to know. There's a lot of processes you have to follow. And so when it came to Agile, Agile really wanted us to focus on the individuals that are doing the work, the interactions, be, you know, amongst those individuals and even the interactions that we have with the stakeholders and the end users. And so in the traditional way of working, we were so focused on processes and tools. In this Agile way of working, we want to pay more attention to individuals and interactions. Now, we're not saying that we're not going to use processes. We're not saying that we're not going to use tools. All we're saying is that we're not going to let processes and tools control and overtake the need for interactions and the individuals that we're interacting with. Okay. Now, the second value is working software over comprehensive documentation. In the traditional way of working, oh my goodness, there is so much documentation. You don't even want to know about it. Like when you kick off a project, there's this document that's called the BRD document. Oh Lord, that's the first document you're going to have that details all of the requirements. Sometimes that BRD is going to take you like a month. Nothing has even started. You guys are busy writing documents. That document is not valuable to the customer. Now, it, it might be valuable to the people doing the work, but the customer doesn't care about it. So imagine if you've spent quite a number of time focusing on the documents and all that kind of stuff, and I'm waiting, where is my value? When am I going to see something? So when it comes to Agile, we're like, you know what? We want to focus on the working software. Is it working? Rather than documenting the process, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. Easy working. And I can tell you guys for free. I have a project that I'm working on, a personal project that I'm working on. I have a vendor that is helping me build the software for that project. The vendor is definitely working in a traditional way. That's how they work and that kind of stuff. This has been one of the most frustrating projects that I've had to manage. Like, Literally, these guys went through the whole process that they had an FSD document, they had a BRD document. At the end of the day, I had to force them, you know what, you guys need to show me an iteration. By the time they finally came up with something, it was, I don't know the word to use, but it wasn't good. I was literally frustrated. I was like, I waited three months for this 
And so I'm like, you know what? I don't care how you guys work, but you guys need to meet with me every week. Every Saturday, we are going to go over what our priorities are, what we are building, what we're going to show. And this has to be tested. You can't show me an half-baked work. And many times, Scrum Masters don't understand the effect of this thing. Sometimes your team will tell you, okay, we are going to do development work this phase in the next iteration. We're going to test. That is not an increment. It doesn't work. Like, why would you give me something that I can't work? And then I start testing the software. I can't even move. I can't update a screen. I can't do anything because you guys didn't test. You guys gave me development work in, you know, it, it, it's it's horrible. So when it comes to Agile, we are like, we need a so working software. That is what we care about. That is what we want to focus on. We're still going to have documentation, right? Because sometimes we can't get around documentation or we can't even get away with it. But we want to focus on the working software. Now, the next value is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Now, going back to the traditional way of working, you know, we have something to do. We get somebody to help us do it. We sign this contract, just like I did with this project that I have. Sign a contract. This is how much it's going to cost. This was a fixed bid contract. And so that was what they cared about. Having customer collaboration was like zero. They did not want to meet with me. They were waiting to get things done. Eventually, when things were done, it was BS. I literally had to be like, you know, let's go back to drawing board. This is not what I asked for. Like, why didn't you guys build a world? Why didn't you guys test it? So when it comes to Agile, we want to focus on the collaboration that we're having with the customer. And that's why we have sprint reviews where we're collaborating with our customers to be able to share, this is what we walked on, give us your feedback, and so that we can improve the product that we're building. Why do we do all of this? It helps us to deliver the right product at the end of the day. Now, the last value is responding to change over following a plan. When you're running a traditional project management, you know, working that way, many times, you know, we have a plan. So there's a planning stage where we kind of build our plan. We build our work breakdown structure and we begin to follow that plan. You know, we're like robots just going and going and going and going. And we have very little room to change. And that's one of the things that we realized was the reason why many projects failed. So when it came to Agile, we're like, you know what? We have to find a way to respond to change. We can't follow a plan. What if life has changed? Why are we still going to follow a plan that no longer works? And so when it came to Agile, we're like, you know what? One of the values that we have to hold very close to our hearts is the fact that we've got to respond to change when that change is needed. And so these are the four Agile values. And this is where I'm going to come to an end of today's episode. I hope today's episode was super, you know, interesting for those of you. I know that you guys definitely will prefer this episode to the very first one, but trust me, understanding project management is equally important. It would make things a lot easier for you. You're going to understand the Agile way of working much better because we were working that way before and we are not working in this way. So if you did not watch my last episode or listen to it on podcast, make sure you grab it and you watch it and it would make this episode much, much easier for you to understand. Thank you so much for hanging out with me until this very time. Do not forget to like, don't forget to share, don't forget to subscribe. And for those of you that are new and you're looking for a coach to kind of mentor you through this process, I am available. So catch me before I retire because I think I'm going to retire very soon. <laughs> so if you need coaching, you know, 
send me a message. I think I'm all over the place. There is like Instagram, there is LinkedIn, there is email, you know, catch me wherever you can catch me. I will get to it sometime. I might not get to it immediately, but I'll get to it. But if you're interested in coaching, I have a coaching program called the Scrum Mastery Playbook, where we go through, you know, all of those concepts that you need to know to help you become an exceptional Scrum Master. So reach out to me if you're interested. Like I said, I am available up until when I'm no longer available. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching till this very time. And I'll catch you in the next episode where we're going to be talking about, you know, the agile principles. So we're going to be taking a look at the 12 principles and we're going to break those down into sizes and portions that you will understand. All right, guys, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.